2: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where in this edition, unfortunately, we'll be talking about Tottenham's defeat at home against Bournemouth. We have just lost 3-2 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'll be honest, I'm absolutely lost for words um, after that performance, after that result. We are fifth (laughs) in the Premier League. We could have gone fourth today, but every single time that we seem to be in a position where we can do something, we bottle it. Um, A really, really poor display, a really, really poor result, but I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game. Uh, Back with us is comedian Jake Lambert. Jake, how are you?
4: Um, I'm good, thank you very much. Well, personally, my personal life, everything away from Tottenham, brilliant. As soon as you add Tottenham into the mix, woeful.
3: (laughs) Jake, we won't talk about Tottenham for now. Um, We'll come on to that. But, um, (laughs) Should we just you've, not talk about uh, it at all?
4: Should we just talk about the yeah. Grand National or something?
3: <laughs> well, I was going to talk about um, you. You've just started up a podcast, and you've got a tour coming up. Tell us all about that.
4: Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's. Um, I've got a tour. I'm just doing a work in progress at the minute, so every time it's a bit of a um, bit of a mess, just sort of putting it all together and making sure that when it comes to it, I'm ready. It's sort of the complete opposite to the Tottenham principle, I think. So um, I'm making sure I do all the work and I deliver when it comes to it. Sorry, not to mention Tottenham. Other than that, my podcast then is called Make It Better, which each week we take a different topic and discuss how we'd make it better. We are yet to do an episode on Tottenham,
1: but when we do... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's exactly where I was going. I was going to be
0: like, your next subject has got to be Tottenham, and I'd love to hear what you had to say about that one, Jake.
3: (laughs) We've also got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Rick, how are you?
0: Mate, do you know what? Do you know what? I I mean, I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated, but I've got to have a giggle with it because I, I, I had, you know, like after having a week off last week, you know, I had a little bit of work last week. I was supposed to be on with you last last week, Chris, but couldn't do it. But it gave me a bit of a rest from this from this madness that is Tottenham Hotspur. So I came back a bit re-energised and I'll tell you why throughout the rants, why I was a little bit re-energised and what kind of prompted me to be re-energised. So going into today's game, I was really, I had my fingers crossed. I really did. I had my fingers and toes crossed and there was nothing that we, you know, uh, there was nothing to say that we should have lost this game today. But my... Goodness gracious, the way we kick ourselves in the backside is unbelievable. Um, but look, we'll get in, we'll get in. I am I'm, I'm happy to be back on. Um, and I'm gonna try I'm and not. look at it from a different point. I know, Chris, I know, <laughs> mate. But I'm gonna try and look at it from a different point of view. Hopefully, I can get through that point of view before you get escorted out by security again, um, from the old Tottenham Hotspur ground. And uh yeah. And it's not as frustrating as all of us feel. But I'm I'm disappointed as hell, mate. I'm disappointed as hell. I'm frustrated as hell. But um this is this is it's almost what is to be expected when you watch Tottenham nowadays.
1: Yeah,
3: the funny thing is I was in the pub before the game and a number of Spurs fans, as normal, come up to me and said, What do you think today? And I said, I don't know what to expect today. I can see us winning, I can see us losing, I can see us drawing. Um You know, the performance, the result today is just abysmal. Um, We've also got channel regular Craig Dearman back with us. Craig, how
5: are you feeling? How are you? Oh, pissed off. Like the others, just lost for words, to be honest with you. It's it's just getting, it's like an endless cycle of absolute rubbish. Uh, And today just took the biscuit. I'm absolutely fuming. Um, No positives come out of today for me. And uh, to make matters worse, I'm just watching the national in the background. I think my horse has just fallen over. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell. I'll mute myself till this is finished. But yeah, terrible, terrible again. Great well, day. Brilliant. Let's
3: start the. Uh, let's start the show with you, Jake. Give me your thoughts on today's game, Jake. Did you expect that performance? Did you expect that result today?
4: I, I didn't know what I expected. I had no idea what it was going to be, but. I assumed it would be us going at them a little bit and usually we go at them and they concede and then we do so. This time it was the other one. It's basically, if it feels like our games go either two ways. One of them is we'll go and score first, then they equalise or they come and score, then we equalise. It seems to be always what happens, but either way, it doesn't work in our favour by the end of it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought at the start, I was watching our links, so sorry, I, dropped, I dipped in and out. I thought at the start, they were coming at us a lot stronger than I thought they would, considering they'd turned up an hour before the game. They'd clearly had a nightmare. The game started late. I thought they would be completely on the back. It, they, we looked like the team who hadn't had a chance to warm up. Um, then we started to take control. When things started to come together, it looked, it flashes, it looked quite good. Perisic and Son, I think, were linking up uh, better than I've seen them do all season, I think. Um, but then it's such chaos. The results are so chaotic and the games are so chaotic that you just, it's quite hard to sort of summarise exactly what you've just seen or what you've just felt or what's just happened, which I assume is why they can't seem to fix it amongst themselves because I can't even see where the problem is. It seems like we've got about three or four players who deserve to be there and then they're sort of carrying the weight of the majority of the squad. Would that seem right to you?
3: Jake, how do you feel um, during that game, a number of Spurs fans again were singing Mauricio Pochettino's name. A number of Spurs Hmm. fans were I know we're going to get into the game shortly, but a number of Spurs fans were booing Davinson Sanchez, who come on as a sub, end up going off as a sub. Yeah, Everything just seems an absolute mess right now.
4: Yeah, I feel... It is. It's. It's the whole thing. Everything's being pulled in different ways, isn't it? It's. It's. What I remember Larice saying it a few years ago when we went out disappointingly in. I think maybe the FA Cup. One of them. We always go out and it's disappointed. And I remember Larice saying afterwards, "There's no one clear direction from the top to the bottom. We're all after different things, and you can sense that. I think you can sense that even within the squad, there seems to be." But at the top, obviously, they just want top four. That's enough for them to, you know, for Levy to go to Joe Lewis and go, look what I did. We got the money again. We're okay. We did it. We got over the line. And then um, I assume Craig's cheering his horse has done all right in the Grand National there.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, so my, my, my,
5: my son's horse has just won the National. So, yeah, we got to <laughs> <money again. laughs>
4: <Here you> go. <laughs> Something to be positive about. There we go. This is, even yeah, even okay. this podcast, not in one clear direction. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can I just say, sorry, but, um, a, a number of people are stating why am I not mentioning the levy out chance there were a number of levy out chance today yet again um I think that yeah. the fans are making it you know very well known that they want uh board members gone um they're making it very well known that they want Pochettino back as well so um, we always mention all you know of what goes on on this channel I'm mm. um, sorry Jake to interrupt yeah no no
4: no uh, on that I will say this. Um, I don't know how you all feel. I I think with Pochettino coming back, I think um, Levy, um, who I don't like and I do want out, I hope that helps in the comments. But I think two reasons why he is maybe reluctant or doesn't feel he can bring Pochettino back. Probably three reasons. One of them, I think, is Paratici with the director of football and Pochettino working together wouldn't work. The other one is if Levy, uh, won to us, If he brings Pochettino back, he's going, we made a mistake years ago. We shouldn't have done that. And we took you all on this chaotic ride. And that was our fault. But mainly to his boss, to Joe Lewis, he has to go back to him and go, I know that we spent millions on Mourinho. I know we spent millions on content. I know we also had to pay off Pochettino. And I know we spent millions on players. Turns out we made a bad mistake and we could have saved ourselves millions and millions. We could have saved you millions. Um, So I think that's why he can't just... Maybe it's his ego. Maybe he wants to be the one that that, that that creates this new narrative and this new hero for us all rather than going backwards. But I just think that's the thing. It's such a mess. I can't even... Usually with Tottenham, you think there's a hard reset. There's something we need to do and we can move on. And maybe it was Nagelsmann maybe put everyone together for a bit. But it doesn't seem like there's one clear... Nobody even knows. And it'd be interesting what us four all think. What we all... If we could hit a reset button, what that reset would be. Does that make sense? I'd love to
3: know what everyone thinks is the solution. Well, for me, Jake, personally, I think that we need to bring in a manager that's going to be backed. I think that uh, uh, the club needs to do things certainly a lot differently to what we've done in recent years. Um, I know a lot of people are going to think that I'm going to go on the Pochettino bandwagon here. But if you can imagine... Uh, Pochettino being backed. Of course, we spent that time away at Wembley. We didn't spend a penny in 518 days. you imagine giving the money that we have given to Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte, etc., to someone like Pochettino? Who knows what if? Um, But I think that we need a project manager in next, and I think we need to do things differently to how we have done in recent years, because I feel like a lot of fans have had enough. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, Give me your thoughts on today's game.
0: Bro, for me, um, like Jake was saying there, uh, Bournemouth started well. First five minutes, they started well. But I felt that we allowed them to start well. As soon as we started to get into our rhythm, I thought that we actually started, we, we actually was going for it. We was actually playing some, some attacking football. Um, I felt that it could have been 2-3-4-0 up at the, at, at the end of the first half. Uh, Kane had two great shots. Um, A header went wide. Uh, Sonny had that shot that was saved by uh, Neto. And he had another chance as well. Um, There was opportunities. Kulu had an opportunity. Could have gone into the top corner, one of his trademark um, curler shots. There was opportunities left, right and centre. And I thought there was only going to be one winner at the end of the half. And then obviously, I I thought that uh, Longley uh, was playing some good balls into the box. I thought that he was finding people. Um, I I, I, I thought that we were getting it. Skippy was energetic. Uh, He was all about the park. He was putting in little sly tackles here and there and little niggly, niggly tackles that was breaking up their play. But still, we, we are our worst own enemy. We, we can't play a back three when we've only got one defender in a back three. And then when long lays come off and then, you know, <clears throat> I couldn't believe Davidson Sanchez came onto the field <clears throat> at that point. And then they chucked him on the right because we know Sanchez can't play on the left. He can't play in the right. He can't play in the centre. You know, we we all know that. We've seen it now. We've seen it now. And, and you know, he, he comes on and people would say, all right, cool. Poro, Poro had a mixed bag of a game. But Poro, people will blame Poro for the first goal. Uh, to me, it was Sanchez. It was Sanchez that gave him a poor pass where he was surrounded by three other Bournemouth players under pressure, which then put us on the back foot. Also, Sanchez, before he played the pass to Poro, he done one of those ghost touches where he goes to touch the ball, but misses the ball. It fumbles under his second foot and then bounces somewhere else. And then he's panicked already. Then he passed the ball. And then, obviously, that, those couple of seconds allowed uh, Bournemouth to surround Poirot with three players. And then they've nicked it off him. And then where was Sanchez? And then Sanchez in the second half, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know where he was. But, again, he's fought again all over. And there is a positive with Sanchez, there is a positive, because I do believe that that must be, has to be, his last game in a Tottenham shirt. It has to be his last game in a Tottenham shirt. He's come off, he's devoid of confidence, he can't play for us at at, at all in whatever uh, formation or capacity now, in whatever position within that back three or in a back two, he can't play for us no more. His confidence is shot anyway. And then he's come on, he's been brought on as a sub and then he's been brought on five, ten minutes afterwards in the second half, shaking his head. He's listened to the crowd boo him as well. We all know he was the, he was the one at fault at, at, at those points, you know, even though the, uh, Bournemouth had some chance when he wasn't on the field and Longley was still playing, we were still solid enough to, to be working it out. We still had our best defender in the best position, which is Romero on the right hand side. In the second half, they started switching around. I saw Dyer go to left-centre-back, Romero come centre-back, and we left Sanchez on the right-centre-back, right, and it was still all over the place. So as soon as they took him off, what I did like is that we went to a back four, and then we started to push that ball forward. We started to go as attacking as we did um, with, with Dan Juma on. Um, I thought it was a bit silly to take off Skippy, uh, even though Richarlison came on. I would have taken off Kulusevsky at that point to bring on um, Richarlison, um, but, OK, cool, we're going all for it, we're going all out attacking. Uh, you know, we're 2-1 down at that time and I'm seething, I'm, I'm swearing at the TV, left, right and centre. And then we get 2-2 two, two into it. We get, we get back in the game. And for me, there was only one winner at that point. From when we went to a back four, there was only one winner. We was pushing, we was hustling and but again all over the place all over the place we allowed the gaps in 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 there and i i don't know why poro was on the left like more on the left side than he was on the right side i don't know where our center backs were um at the time that the third goal went in really 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 frustrating but for, for the first time in a while it 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 looked like we went out there to actually go and try and score a goal or to actually go and try and win a game um it's a kick in the teeth, that third goal really it's a punch in the stomach, but again we we do it to ourselves. We play this this tickie tacker football around around our own box and with Lloris, who who ain't that type of keeper we've known that for years, not just this season, not just last season, but we've known it for years not to play this tickie tacker football and get uh, Larice involved and play it around our own box, inviting pressure onto us left, right, and center. But we continue to do it. So we kicked ourselves in our own foot, my friend. We kicked ourselves again in the stomach or in the backside again and again and again. And it, and, and it, it, it was harsh. It was harsh. I felt that it, it was tough for Richarlison who scored that goal. And then uh, there was an offside somewhere. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, uh, mate, but you, it, this is, a, this is a, um, a reflection of our season again. It's been like this the whole, the, the whole season, up, down, left, right and centre. And like Jake said, we've been all over the place. Um, so <clears throat> this is, again, a reflection of, 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 of keeping the same coaching uh, system intact, keeping the same systems intact, keeping the same repetitions intact. And we, we don't get nothing new. I did see a bit of vim. I did see a bit of vigour. I did see a bit of fight from them. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a bit too late. You know, it was a bit too late. And we allowed them those two goals out of nothing where they should they should have really got those two goals uh, to put them when they went to 2-1 two up. So it's it's I am frustrated, bro. But I'm trying to look look at the positives that that were on the field. The fact that the subs were made early, the fact that you brought on Sanchez, realized that you've made a mistake and then you took him off. That's positive for me because normally we're just keep him on. Normally we'd just wait until the 80th minute to make that substitution. Normally we would bring on Dan Juma with a, with five minutes to go, and he comes on and score scores a a, a cracker of, of, of a goal. So for me, he he has to have a start next next game. But this is this is what it is. I, I think top four is over. Um, you know, if you if you can't do that, I mean, look, we Newcastle. You know, they they've dropped three points today. They, I say he dropped three points. Well, they lost today. So we had a great opportunity to go into that top, or, or to go on the same points and to and to push them. We've still got to play Liverpool. We've still got to play Man United. So there is, there, there, there is, there is opportunities. It's not all over until the, the the fat lady sings. But at the same time, I it feels like it's over and done with. If you can't beat Bournemouth, if you can't beat uh, um, uh, Leicester, if you can't beat. Southampton. If you can't beat if you can't beat these sides that are hovering around that side and kind of put your game onto them, then top four ain't ain't a thing. But bro, it's like it, there's so many things that I've got to change. That the right decisions have to be made right now. The right decisions have to be made. You've got to get the right manager in that ticks every single box. And there's only one man for me that does that. There's only one man for me that does that, and that's Maurizio Pochettino. And that's not a bandwagon. I know people's argument with uh, Pochettino is that he never won anything. But again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Nobody's calling for one day Ramos to come back and nobody's asking for George Graham to come back. Nobody's asking for that. And both of those managers were the last managers to win something for Tottenham. The the thing is with Pochettino is that not only did he... Um, take us to the heights that he took us to. Not only was the football fantastic, not only were we competing in every game, we was brave in every game and we was fearless in every game, but he worked with the squad that he was given. Even when he's got 500 days without a, a transfer, he's worked with what he's got and he improved us and he took us uh, um, levels above where we should have been anyway. So that, that's what needs to happen ASAP and the fact that they're waiting this long is almost disrespectful. The fact that they're waiting to see who else is around is almost disrespectful. The fact that they're looking at Norgessman, Norgessman is my second choice, my second choice, and for for reasons that I'll go into a bit later because this rant has already gone on ten minutes. But it, it, it th- this side ain't terrible. It ain't. There are certain play certain positions that are terrible, but there's a lot of talent in this side, and with a manager that is is forward thinking and on the front foot, we could be a different side. And there's plenty of sides and plenty of uh, managers that have shown that. Look at um, Aston Villa right now. I watched the Aston Villa-Newcastle game and I was like, this is Aston Villa. We're not not talking about Man City. This is Aston Villa right now. And look at the football that they were playing. And the reason that they won is because they went out there and they fought and they they kept pressing and they attacked. And they, they gave Newcastle so many things to worry about. And this is what I keep saying about Tottenham. And this is what our problem's been, is that we've always worried about the opposition. Where I say, don't worry about the opposition, let the opposition worry about you. And we've forgotten that. We've forgotten that. It was nice to see a glimpse of it today, but it didn't work out. But to, to me, that's been... T- t- today's performance was a better performance than the last two, you know, even though we won the last two. So, you know, let's see what happens next. But this, this side is, is, is... I don't... You know, this club... It, it's 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 diabolical mate it's, it's diabolical and that's why my, my mother-in-law made me a GT for this for this pod today and I'm enjoying it so let's keep it moving Craig
3: let's come to you let's get your thoughts on today's game and uh very nice my friend Paul has just bought me a
5: pint'm hey. um, <laughs> um yeah Craig let's get your thoughts <laughs> God, where do you start? I mean, let's get it right. You're playing Bournemouth with the greatest respect to Bournemouth. You should be looking to to beat them 2-3-0, right? I mean, they're, they're down the bottom of the league. Yes, they're fighting to stay in the league, but it's Bournemouth. Um, last week, we were incredibly lucky to beat Brighton. Um, you could argue that we didn't deserve to beat Brighton. I would I'd personally say that, but I'll take the win. This week, you hope that we would have pushed on and you know with newcastle losing i mean what 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 else motivation can you have than to actually be in the top 4 you know uh, and we balls it up again and it's just it seems like we we we're, we're jumping from one disaster to the next this club it's like how many, how many times do we have the opportunity to go somewhere get in that top 4 Go up the table, put pressure on the people around us, and we don't do it. And if you can't do it against Bournemouth, what chance have we got doing it, going to Anfield or St James's Park? Because you can bet your life Newcastle are going to bounce back from that, and they're going to be strong at home against us. We've got United. I mean, I I think Rick's right. Top four is gone now. I was a bit more confident after seeing Newcastle today. I thought, you know what? We get a win today, and you're up there. You've got the points on the board and blah, blah, blah. I'm just disgusted with it. I'm sick to the back teeth of this club. Honestly, it's one of the things we all look forward to in life and, and, and seeing this club do well. And to be to go through the emotions we've had this season, I tell you, it's incredible. And like you, Chris, you, you go home and away. I don't know what it must be doing to your mental health, honestly, because it, it's draining just watching it on the telly. It, it is so frustrating. It, frustration is the right word. And I'm I think personally, it's a lot of things that is wrong with this club. I've said before it's the players, it's, it's the manager, it's Levy, it's the board, everything. I think everyone's to blame, certainly to some degree. But what I would say is, and I totally agree with what Ricky said, if he'd got in Pochettino now, can you imagine the lift that stadium would have had today? I am convinced we would have won that game today. I yeah, cannot I cannot see the logic in giving it to Stellini. I never could. I mean that was that was a scenario that I don't think I heard anybody anywhere on Twitter, on the internet, on podcasts, anything say, Oh, I think they're gonna give the job to Stellini. I, I never saw that coming and I don't get the logic behind it, and I still won't, because we're gonna be like this till the end of the season, the players just going through the motions. I think the players are trying, don't get me wrong, I think they're trying. Yeah. And I, I thought we did look a bit better as a small positive with a back four, but mm. um, it, it was just oh, it was just incredibly frustrating. And for Christ's sake, if anybody's listening to this, listen to the fans. Go and get Pochettino back. I know not every, not all of you want him out there. I personally do. I'd have him back in a, in a heartbeat. But I'm at a point. That's my opinion. I would, if I was in charge. I would wouldn't have even waited. Get him in there. Get rid of Stellini. Get him to come in, unless there's some reason that he doesn't want to come in now. But, you know, for reasons you can't control. But for Christ's sake, do the right thing. You must sit there and watch the games and, and hear the fans. I heard, I heard it today, the fans singing his name. And just coming on to Davinson Sanchez, and I will speak about him a bit later, he, he was dreadful today. He was awful. But what I would say, personally, this is my opinion, I don't agree with booing your own players because that is not helping during the game. And when he came off, he was in tears on the bench. Now, whether that was, I, I personally think it was, be, uh, a, you know, uh, part of being took off because that's embarrassing for a player, but also to hear your own fans booing you. Now, not, I get the frustration. You should not, I don't care what anybody says, you should not be booing one of your own players. That is not helping the situation. We know he's having a stinker. That is How is that? How in what world is that helping the team? Hearing your own fans booing your player, that, that is not right, in my opinion. But he was dreadful. Let me just carry it there. He was dreadful, and players come off. But I don't agree with the booing. But, you know, that hey, that's my opinion. Let's go through the
3: stats today. Tottenham Hotspur had 57% possession to Bournemouth 43. We had 24 shots to Bournemouth 9. We had 8 shots on target to Bournemouth 6. We had 8 corners to Bournemouth 1, and fouls... Spurs, eight. of nine. Um, Tottenham Hotspur, as I mentioned, are still fifth in the Premier League. We have now played 31 games. We have 53 points. We are three points away from the top four. Manchester United have two games in hand. Uh, Newcastle have a game in hand over us also and Aston Villa after their superb win against Newcastle beating them 3-0 at Villa Park earlier are now only three points away from Spurs in sixth place so currently we are in a Europa League spot. Jake when you look at that table how, how are you feeling about Tottenham's chances of Champions League football? Surely it's gone now.
4: Oh Gone, yeah, completely gone. Um, I, I, th- I think it's it's been gone for a while. Personally, I just always felt like we were just always holding on. I feel like not even now. I, th- I don't. I don't even know if we'll finish that high. To be honest, it seems to be that how we've been performing and how we've looked on the pitch and what's been going on at the club compared to where we've been in the league hasn't sort of quite leveled up. It's been quite shocking that we've been as in it as we have been to the point where we could have really been fighting today if we'd won especially with people losing around us but I think it's gone and maybe in the bigger picture it's a good thing because they have to really if it, if this is if the way that they are working is that they just want top four each time and they fail this time with getting it then they can't get away with it again they feel like they're just getting away with it and they can just keep just doing the, the minimum it feels like um, there's been talk today about Eric Dyer having another contract. There's been talk about them signing Longley for £14 million, And it feels like every time they just go, if we could just... If Longley's now got Premier League experience. So for £14 million, that's good enough for us now. Eric Dyer, he knows the club. That's He's played with Romero. That's good enough for... It feels like they're just doing... It's like Moneyball, but not successful. They're just doing the bare minimum to see how they keep everything afloat and just... Spend enough just to get that top four, but if they fail, they have to just go bigger and they have to do more. So, in the bigger picture, it's, it's horrible for this season. It means no Champions League next season. But I think in the bigger picture, it's it's not a bad thing. Personally, I know people will probably really disagree with that because it's Champions League. But I just go, what's the point? And we saw what we were like in the Champions League this season. It was it was pointless us being there. It just felt like we were there to make up the numbers. We didn't. What what are we going to do next season um, that that we could that we didn't do this season. It just feels like it's just a waste of time, to be honest. And I know it's amazing when you're there. It's amazing to be at the stadium. It's amazing all in white. It's amazing. The Champions League, the music is brilliant. But it's just embarrassing watching us in it anyway. And even the winnable games, we just didn't turn up in. So I just, we we don't deserve to be in the Champions League. And that's the truth. So why do we want to be there? Like, if we're thinking about a trophy, we've got more chance of winning one of the others. So why don't we just focus on that? It was also embarrassing losing 1-0 at Pacos to Ferreira in the Europa
2: Conference. <laughs> 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 uh, Jake, can
3: I, can I get your opinion on Christian Cellini staying at Spurs? What did you make of that decision?
4: I mean, um, as Craig was saying before, I don't think any of us uh, predicted it. None of us wanted it. I can only assume that... I assume... They would have been paying Stelini and the coaching staff anyway if they'd got rid of them. So they have thought, if we keep them and we carry on paying them, we just save ourselves some money until we decide what we're going to do for this new project. They clearly are being careful this time with what they do and who they bring in. But obviously last time they were careful with it, we ended up with Nuno. So it's not a, that's not a good thing. But I don't know. Do you, Is that what it could be, that, that they were going to pay Stellini anyway? They'd have to pay them all off. They might as well just pay them and keep them there.
0: Well, they, they might as well have kept Conte then. What was the point in getting rid of him? It's only because the ball got, a, a, you know, they they got their faces slapped in the press and in front of everybody that he's been sacked. It's got nothing to do with the performance. I think that's it's why. Nothing... Yeah, So, but, but, but then discipline him and then keep Conte until the end of the season if we're going to play the same old way. If nothing's going to change, and what's the point? If you're going to sack, sack Conte, then you have you've got to go for a, a, a an, another manager, or you've got to have somebody in mind and kind of go, all right and cool, let's make this happen, let's make the change now. But it's only because the the, the board's egos were, were, were slapped and they they, they got pulled yep. out in front of everybody, and that that press conference went around the world and was viral in in a in in the footballing world. That they were like, mm. oh, we can't have that. We can't have that. And that's why he got sacked. Otherwise, they could have just disciplined him and gone, you know what? We're, we're going to handle this situation at the end of the season because there's 10 games left. If you're going to keep yeah, yeah, Delaney, yeah. You, you, you should have just kept Conte then. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah,
4: but, so, but so... one thing we can't expect this board to do is make a, a sensible and um, practical decision. So, yeah,
3: completely agree. Oh. What would be the best decision for you, Jake, personally? What would be the best decision the board can do make now?
4: I think, uh, personally for me, it would be uh, Pochettino back. I think, considering what he achieved, and people say, obviously, we all know he didn't win the trophy, but the amount that he put up with while he was there, I mean, the fact that he got us to the Champions League final, I don't see any other manager during that time have been able to do that at all. The fact that he steered us away from White Hart Lane to Wembley, without any sign-ins, seeing us back to the stadium, doing this throughout a season without sign getting the best yeah. out of players. And then as soon as he hit stumbling block, as soon as we got the hangover from from not winning the final, which everybody suffered, you know, no, we none they're all in it together. And instead of just sticking with him and getting through it together and sailing through the storm, they just got rid of him because they liked the shiny idea of Mourinho and because and, he was he was there and I don't know if Levy was trying to sort of, I I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he just thought that Tottenham could just be a a win quick team that could get a manager like that and come and get results. And Pochettino has been proven out by Mourinho and Conte that we can't do that. People talk about how Pochettino would be at training in the morning. He'd go and see the younger players, go and watch the younger teams, make sure the philosophy was there throughout the club, make sure everybody was in one clear direction. Now, you can name 10 directions. you can name what it seems to be. Even within the, the squad, it looks like they're playing two different formations and two different sort of tactical sort of aims. It doesn't seem like, it seems like some of them are trying to break forward, but then the other nine are saying, no, we're not allowed to do that. We've got to stay back. It's a complete mess. Pochettino had us playing the way we wanted to play. He had a philosophy and he got us second, third, fourth. He got us Champions League final. It has to be Pochettino. He wants to come back. He said he'd come back. They should be doing anything to get him back. And they should have done it as soon as Conte went. Yeah. But other than that, I'm on the
1: fence.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, let's come to you. And I should have said, actually, that I bumped into um, Neil Ruddock, um, former Spurs defender, of course, before the game. And I said, What do you think the uh, score will be today? What do you think? And he said, 3 1. And then paused and said, "Either way." So th- th- this is the <laughs> thing: a lot of people can't even predict the score at the moment uh, with with Tottenham playing the way that we are. But um, Rick, let's come to you. Um, Starting eleven, um, of course, came out an hour before kickoff. It was exactly the same uh, team that drew one one against Everton and, of course, beat Brighton last week at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Lloris in goal, Romero, Diet, and Langley, the wing backs of Paris and Poro, in midfield, Skip and Hoybier and then the front three of Kulisevsky, Son and Kane, Subs today, Forster, Austin, Sanchez, Tanganga, Abbott, Saar, Devine, Danjuma and Richarlison. Were you surprised or were you hoping that Stellini was going to change a few things up?
0: I wasn't surprised, but I was hoping that Stellini was going to drop Kulisevsky. And I know Kulisevsky has been dynamite for us last season, but he's been out of form this season. Do you know what I mean? Especially after the the two injuries that he had, January. So, big Before the World Cup, he had an injury and then he came back in that little mini winter pre-season. He was on fire. He was everywhere. He was playing in the number 10 position, but he was on fire. And he came back, played that first game, and I thought, oh, he's ready to go again. Then he had another little niggle, which put him out for another month. And ever since he's come back from that, he's been trying to get back to top gear, but has not got there. So what I would have done, what I was hoping... Was that Dan Juma would have started this game? I thought that you could put Son on the right and put Dan Juma on the left, and just having Son on the right hand side would have just created a bit of confusion for Bournemouth. And against Bournemouth, it would have been a good, uh, it would have been a good team to kind of try that experiment and just just to change it up. Because when you watch Tottenham, when you're studying Tottenham as the opposition, I assume it's very easy to read. It's very easy to put a game plan together to play against us. We know, all of us know what we're going to do. We all know. We all know we're going to look for the overlap from the wing back. We're going to look for more crosses than passes through the middle. We all know what we're looking for. Do you know what I mean? And we, know, we all know who to defend and where to, what players to defend in, in what scenario. So that's what I was hoping. Um, the fact that he started Kulu, I'm not going to be, like, angry at him. Because obviously we're waiting for, we're hoping and waiting for Kulu to kind of click back into gear. But that's been what we've been hoping and waiting for the whole season. We've been waiting for Tottenham to click into gear. We've had a couple of games where we've been, you know, we, where we've played well and we've got the result. Yes, we have. But we've not clicked into gear the whole season. We've been waiting. We've been we've been chugging along. We, we we'll, we'll kind of go four steps forward and then we've got to go six steps back. So. Yeah I was hoping that he he, he was going to change it up uh, just just to give us a bit of freshness but um I, look I, I, on on the line up look that's why I wasn't surprised when he put out the same line I was like well okay uh, you know it, it's 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 Conte's number 2 isn't it he's going to do what Conte would do and this is exactly what Conte would do we'd play the same 11 um, but I've got to tell you before we you know before you get escorted off from security Chris, and to the listeners and to the guys on, on, on the pod today. I listened to two podcasts while I was in the gym this week. Um, it was the, it was both on the High Performance podcast by Jake Humphreys. And um, I know I'm promoting another podcast, Chris, so forgive me, all right? But it was Tottenham related. And the first one I listened to was Ryan Mason's. Now, to hear Ryan Mason's journey and to hear his, um, his struggles and to hear how he had to kind of Come to the realization that he had to give up playing with the brain, with the skull injury, and you know, almost dying and stuff like that. And then to go back into coaching and the way that he picks back up, um, I was it, it, it really did give me a lot of good energy to know that, that we do actually have somebody who is embedded in the Tottenham way, right? When he took over from Mourinho for those couple of games, very young, uh, very raw but he was ready. He said he was ready to go. And if we look at those performances, some of them, they were all right. They were not too bad. Yes, we lost the final, but that was his second game, you know, as, as manager. And he actually says on the podcast, and I urge everybody to give it a listen. He actually said on the podcast, he wished that that, was, that final was a little bit later because he, he was just kind of getting them to tick over. And there's certain things that he's taken from every manager that he's worked with and that they were just starting to click. He couldn't do much in the four days before the cup final, but they were just starting to click and they were just starting to turn over. And um, and for me, that gave me a lot of hope for, for, for Ryan Mason in the future uh, and for him as a coach being at Spurs. Straight after that podcast, I went and listened to uh the same podcast high performance podcast but it was for pochettino and i didn't listen to it when it first came out it they the the, the boys uh, jake humphries and the boys they put it a couple of clips out on youtube and i remember i couldn't watch it because i was still heartbroken about pochettino but i listened to this podcast and i was just like this guy this guy is so classy he is so well known is so kind of intuitive. He's all about the energy. He gave us class, not just, he wasn't just a manager, but he gave us some class and some dignity about how to go about certain things. And when he speaks about energy, like, you know, he would shake every, every player's uh, hand in the morning. And if you kind of like shook his hand a bit limply or like a bit kind of like off, he would know that you was off. And the, then he would try and kind of work with that player and see him in training and figure it out. And it was all about a kind of family unit. And if we go back to that time when Poch was in charge, I, it, you know, we, we were like Spartans. You know, we was all brothers in arms. We was all family. We was all fighting for, for everyone that was to the left and to the right. It wasn't just an individual performance. It wasn't just all on Harry's shoulders or all on Dembele's shoulders or all on whoever's shoulders. It was a team unit. You know, it, it started from the back, Lloris, Jan Vertonghen, Tobi, you know, um, you know to, to Dembele in midfield, to Sonny and Kane up front and stuff like that. And this is why it kind of, for me, this is why he's, he is the man that is needed at Tottenham right now. One, he doesn't need convincing every other manager that we're going to go and speak to are going to need convincing if we go to nagelsman he's the wonder kid right and, and you're gonna to have to convince him listen nagelsman we're going to give you this much a year and you're going to get this much in the transfer and, and trust me trust me if you know uh, 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 uh you know and we're going to have to convince him to get there and when he walks in how's he going to walk in Right and, and and yes, he's dynamite right now, and he plays good, really good football. But how is he going to affect? You know, I, I don't know what what kind of bravado or arrogance or or kind of uh, confidence he's going to walk in with. Right? Uh, anybody else that's on the list? I, I I I don't really I don't really believe in. The only one that wants the job, that wants to come back, that wants to fix the problems is Pochettino. And also, when we look at the signings, I know. I'm going off on one, Chris, but trust me, I've had a lot of faults after I've had a week off. With all of these signings, they talk about club signings. Let me tell you, everybody on this podcast right now, everybody listening to this and everybody watching this, that every single signing we get from this point onwards, from, from, from when Piratichi is is, is turned up, they're all going to be club signings. Because if you look at the links right now, we're still going after players. Right, We're still linked with Madison. We're still, we, we, there was talked about um, Ansu Fati from uh, Barcelona the other day. They're all going to be club signings. And is the only one that will accept that. Of course, he, he would have a, 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 an opinion, but he's the only one that would accept that and kind of go, okay, cool. This is what I've got to work with. Let me go to work. Not like Conte, which sees a club signing like Spence or, or Dan Juma or all the rest of them, all of them you know apart from perisic all of them and kind of go no i'm not working with that no i don't like that no i didn't really i didn't really want him i didn't really want that player there i didn't really want he poch picked it up and he knew you know i, I remember that interview where he goes you know I, i'll ask for a washing machine but i'll get a dryer and then i'll have to work out how to work with the dryer do you know what i mean so he's one that will adapt he will change he he doesn't he's not rigid in in his philosophy or in his system. He did have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. So he's the only one for me that can come in and heal all the wounds, scrap what's going on right now, and and invigorate and encourage and, and kind of give the boys that fire to go on and to go and achieve something right here and right now. Poch is the only man to do it. So everyone that sang his name today, continue to sing his name, get it louder, and, and stop doubting this thing about he didn't win nothing. He, took, he done more for us than win a trophy. And I know that sounds bloody well crazy, but he done more for us. He got rid of every single hoodoo that we had against Chelsea, against the Gooners, against Man United. It, the only one we didn't cross the line with was the finals. All right? So if, we, if he had the back in that, he, like you said, Chris, Mourinho and Conte had, where would we be right now? Where will we be? And when we talk about backing a manager, you've got to back a manager through a bad time as well. You know, if anybody sat, if Liverpool sat clock right now, people would be going mad going, how could you sack clock? How could you sack clock? They're only having a bad season. Look how much he's done for us. Look, look where we was. Look how we were playing. And look where we were going under Pochettino. So you could have get, given him, a, you know, let him have his credit in the bank and kind of go, all right, and Poch, what do we need to do next? I trust you because of what you've done in the past. You know, so now they need to go with a humble pie to Pochettino's door, knock on it and go, please, Poch, I'm sorry. I promise we'll give you what you need and like come back and, and make it all better. That's what needs to happen right here, right now.
2: I didn't see none of the comments. I
0: saw my name. I didn't see none of them. But I know somebody was chatting about Watford. So let's crack on.
3: Well, someone said they'd gone out, cut the grass and come back and you were still talking. <laughs>
0: They know me, man. Come on.
3: They know me. That's, that's why we love you on this channel, Rick. Um, Craig, let's come to you. Um, on the same subject of the starting eleven, do you think Stellini should have made changes today, bearing in mind that the performance last
5: week, although we won against Brighton, wasn't great? Yeah, I was just more concerned. I was clean shaven when I come on this podcast, and I need a <laughs> shave now after after that. <laughs> no, I love you. Um, um, I um uh, I I wasn't Sorry. again. Look, look, I wasn't surprised that we picked the same eleven because I wouldn't say we're down to the bare bones, but but you know he did have other options. I'm not surprised to see the same eleven. I personally would have liked to have seen Dan Juma get a start over Kuliszewski because he hasn't really been on his game. Um, but he did that, that just seems a bit rigid to me. Um, unwilling to bend. What I did like about Mourinho, I've said on here before, is when things weren't going quite right, he would make earlier changes, he would make changes at half time. I don't think I ever saw, unless it was injury enforced, Conte or Stellini for that matter, make changes at half time. Um, I think we needed something today. Um, we were, we were on top and good in parts of the first half. Um, Obviously, the second half, Richarlison missed that header right at the end, which I know we'll come on to. You know, um, Kane had a couple of headers that went that went wide and over. But I wasn't I wasn't surprised to see the same lineup, Chris. No, because um, I just think we're we're too like like we said, too predictable. You know, if you're an opposition manager, I don't think you have to do that much research about Tottenham. You know that is going to cut back on his left foot. You, you, you know what you're going to get when you play Tottenham. I just think we're too predictable. And Just totally echoing what Ricky said. If you were in that stadium today and you were singing Potch's name and you want Poch back, keep singing it. Sing it as loud as you possibly can. Get that whole stadium singing it because they're going to have to listen. They're going to have to listen. I say that. How many times do they listen? But it's just frustrating as hell because of, I would say a majority of the fan base that I've seen – uh, on Twitter, not everyone, uh, by far from it, but you're not going to please everyone. Out of all the candidates, it's got to be Potch. And I'm sorry to keep going banging on about it. I totally agree with what Rick said. When he took over that team, we were crap when he took over. He got rid of all the deadwood. he he, he, tra- he actually coached the players to be better players. And he created a team. He created a family. And yeah, we didn't get over the line. But isn't that the best times you've had as a Tottenham fan over the last 10 years? Honestly, you can have that back if they trust in him and back him. And you don't even – that's the beauty of Pochettino. You don't even need to back him that much. Just back the guy and get him some decent players in. You haven't got to have world stars. What's he said? He said, I might need to to. (laughs) – <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on the time. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking that long. It's just a, no, but you know what I mean? You, you it's so easy to get carried away because there's so much to say because there's so much frustration coming out. And and like Josh says there, I've never felt so disconnected. However, I've never felt as connected as when Potts was in charge. He's out there, go and get the guy back, give him what he bloody wants. Just Oh, you sure you're going to ring somebody's fucking neck, honestly. He does my head in this club, honestly. Anyway, I'll let, I'll, I'll let, I'll let somebody else have a say because I'm turning into Rick. <laughs> Jake, Jake the, the comment on screen now from Josh,
3: Josh is a, a channel regular, um, I've never felt so dis- disconnected from the club when need change now. Do you feel like that? Because at the moment, I know so many Spurs fans saying exactly the same thing.
4: Yeah. Um yeah, I was um I will say this. I, I, I watched the game earlier. I found a stream. I don't fire stick yet. I'm not sure if I would legally have to say that whatever, but I I found a stream anyway. Um I, there's no way I would have done that if I wasn't coming on this podcast. I watched it so I could come <laughs> on and talk about it, so I'd at least seen the game, even though I could have probably predicted what would have happened anyway. But I've um otherwise I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have watched it. I wouldn't have um and I actually I I I've found myself just just less and less whenever the lineup comes out, I always I've got I texted my dad the lineup, we have a little chat about it. And usually that would be a, an ongoing conversation we'd have and that would lead throughout the game. But now I just sort of text him the lineup and I go, same old. And we go, Yep, yeah, good luck. See you on the other side. We don't even bother throughout the game now. We just go, it's just too up and down. We just can't be bothered. It's I've never felt less connected. The only good thing is I've never seen the fans sort of come together so much because we all need something. This is bringing the fans together strongly, but as a club, the disconnect is off the charts. I, I would, I would have no interest in, in going to a game at the minute. I, it's amazing what you do, Chris. Because honestly, it's incredible that you s- stick with them no matter what. Because I'd, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I've, I just have to mute all the accounts, and I just, I just go, I can't have this. And like Craig was saying earlier about like mental health and stuff, I was like. I don't know how you can put up with this. And I, I don't know, like, how we're all doing it, but it's probably why we're all looking back at the Pots time so much, being like, do you remember when we were happy? Do you remember when it was, like, exciting on match stage when you would see what the lineup was going to be, you we were going to play, you knew we'd go at them, whatever it was going to be. And now it's just, oh, God, what's it going to be this time? Whether it's we're 3-1 up and we draw 3 or we're 1-1 up, we draw one or we, we lose, we it's whatever today was. What was it? 3-2, I kind of... I thought we'd lost 2-1 I completely forgot about all that last 10 minutes anyway but it's just I've never felt so disconnected and I feel like I know obviously there's a lot of fans who wouldn't want potch back but I just feel like whether it is potch and if we get potch back we all want potch back a lot of us want potch back there's talk of it's a company whatever it's just a, a, a manager that makes us proud and excited no of no the team but,
0: <laughs> I was about I was about to swear it in Craig and
5: I don't normally swear on these podcasts. I was about to swear, bruv. He said the he said the proud word. Sorry. Do
0: you know? All, all, all joking aside,
3: when I watched Fellini's press conference yesterday, it, he just reminds me of like a cross between Nuno Espirito Santo and Christian Gross. Um, oh, I'm not.
1: Yeah.
0: I,
3: I, I just don't feel, and and it really pains me to say that because I've supported every single Spurs manager that we've ever appointed. And Stellini being in charge right now, I don't know, I just can't seem to get behind it's, the guy. I, I'm not
4: feeling it. I
5: don't
4: even want to say the press what he thinks anymore. Sorry, what was that, Jake? Sorry, I, I was saying it feels like and I'm saying I don't watch the press conferences. I see the, the snippets that come through and I, I what's a bit of a bit of, it seems like to me he's sort of talking in sound bites. He's maybe saying what he thinks we want to hear. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think he believes it. I, I, he knows he's gone. He knows he's not going to stay. He's not. He's, a, he's not like he's even trying to prove himself to get the job. And it's it's worse. It's why I think if they had just brought someone in, hopefully Pochettino. But they brought them in. Imagine if he he comes in. Not only does it give us a big reset and reignite the players, it also gives him ten games to go. Who do I want to keep, and who can I who can go? It could have had some time, and there's low pressure on the start of the season. It was so set up perfectly for someone to come in, have some time with this squad, see what they need and what they don't and what they want, who they want to go, what they want to bring in. It would have been perfect. It's just, it's somehow, no matter how low this club gets, they find a way for it to get even lower. It's it's unbelievable.
5: I, I, I totally agree, Jay. And what you, you say about, uh, if, if I mean, if rumours are true that, Oh, I did read. It was, only, it was only one account, but somebody said Potts might not, might not want to come back because um, mm. it might taint what he can do. You'd rather start afresh in the summer. Okay, we'll get Harry Redknapp. He wants a job. Well, we'll go 100%. and get him. But 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 if that was the case, just go and get Harry Redknapp for the last ten games. You know, a fan's favourite. You know what football you're going to get. Harry, Harry would get us playing. You know, I know he never won us anything, but Christ, who did? Who has? You know, mm. just, just you need if you're any business, you want your staff to be happy, and we're kind of the staff, because aren't we really the, the the supporters as well? But we pay the bloody wages of these people. We pay Daniel Levy's wages, so the fans should have a say in this. You know, he said many times we're only the st- we're only the uh, custodians of this club. Well, listen to the people that are in the stadium then. Listen to the fans, mm-hmm. what they want. The majority of the fans. Just go and do it. Don't think you know best all the time. Because you clearly don't. You clearly don't. Craig, listen?
3: Sorry, Chris, but... Do, do you think they will listen to the fans? Because uh, this, is our, no. this is now two home games on the trot. Of course, I've gone to many away games as well where a handful of fans have sung Pochettino's name, but the last couple of weeks, it was loud.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was loud today. I didn't hear it. I only heard it once today, but I'm sure there was more times. But, yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't really listening to the audio because, like Jake, I was having to watch it on a dodgy stream through my neighbour's window because <laughs> I wouldn't do it, you know. Uh, but but it, it, it's, it's frustrating if they don't. That's all I'm going to say. Because, but I don't expect them to, no, because they haven't for 20-odd years. I don't think once they've listened to the fans. And the only times they have, with, you know, like the Super League, for example, we was going to be in that. If the fans hadn't, if there wasn't that massive, massive backlash, and I still think that was something to do with Mourinho going, you know, I'm sure he, he kicked off about that and they had a ruck about that. If if the fair, that was a that was an empty, you know, um, apology. When you, when you go back and read that, because all they were thinking about was money. That's all they were thinking about. But they do need to listen. And, and this is not just Tottenham. You get this from a lot of um, owners of clubs. When you look around the Premier League, you know, you'd get it a lot. Look how, look how many years Newcastle fans suffered with Mike Ashley thinking he knew best. Um, it happens everywhere. It's not just us. But please, Tottenham, just, just for once, change. You've got to change because we are on a slippery slope. Craig, Craig you know what? I think we would have seen an upturn
0: in, in results and performances if it was Ryan Mason in charge with with a Harry beside him or with a Glenn beside him or so, something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is why I say to the, the fans and everybody to go listen to that podcast because I know a lot of... there was. I remember when Mason took over, there was a lot of like, oh, it's R- Ryan mates on and all of that. And I remember saying at the time, sometimes you do need your mates on who you can trust to go out there and do a job sometimes. Do you know what I mean? The same way that yeah. I said about Conte needed Perisic as a soldier, to go out there and and, and kind of go and perform, but show everybody else that, trust me, Conte knows what he's talking about. You always need a couple of soldiers that that believe in you and you believe in them. So I think he got got unnecessary stick when he did take over with the whole mates on Palava, but he is embedded in Tottenham. Listen, do you know what he said in the podcast at one point? He said, you know, every single birthday he had, when the birthday cake came out, and he blew out those candles. Do you know what he wished for? He, he wished to score at Tottenham in, and win the game, bruv. That, that was his image in his head. He wanted to score at Tottenham. Even when he was at Hull, he was thinking about coming back to Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? And, like, so this guy is entrenched. He loves the club. He knows the ethos. He know, he's in tune with the fans as well as the players. If he was to be the one that would take over and Stellini had gone, I think we would have had an upturn in performances. We would have had a bit of a new manager bounce. But with Stellini and keeping it all the same, it's it's just been the same. And Chris, I've got to ask you the question, bro. That that comment that came out came up about disconnection, Chris, you go home and away. You go home and away, bro. You've seen this. You've seen the last four years' performances. You've seen Nuno, you've seen Mourinho, you've seen Conte, now you've seen Stellini. Tell me how you feel, bro, because you're there. Not only do you sit there and watch the bloody world game, but you travel up and you travel back, bro. And I remember the last game that we was on, you got back at five in the damn morning. Do you know what I mean? So like, I want to know how you feel, bro, as a fan who sits there and sings and hopes and prays in the bloody world stadium, uh, 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 and 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 with this with this side tattooed on your chest, bro. I know it's not tattooed, but I mean like metaphorically. How do you feel?
3: It is actually tattooed. Um, is it? Get I, do you know what, Rick? I, I feel drained. Um, I really do, and I think this is probably one of the only seasons <laughs> that I've supported Spurs where I wanted the season to be over. Um. Obviously, we want European football for next year. But this season, I just think, has been so difficult. Um, the football has been really poor. The way that we've set up, the players, you know, you've, you've all said it. You've all said it on this podcast so far. The players are to blame. Uh, the management, um, the board, you know, so much needs to change at this club. And if we are going to fall back in love, because I think a lot of fans have fallen out of love um, with, with parts, if not the whole club this season... I think if we're going to get back to falling back in love with it, a lot needs to change in the summer. Um, and as I said to someone earlier, you know, you've got the team not playing that that well and, and not getting the performance or performances and results that we want. You've got all of these lone players coming back in the summer. We're looking for a manager. We've appointed Scott Munn, which seems a, a good appointment for the football club. Um, but he doesn't start until the 1st of July. Um, so who is in charge of the managerial appointment? Um, the fans are singing for Pochettino back. A number of fans don't want him back. I think the fans are very divided um, on on that. Um, there's so much to sort. There is so much to do at this football club. And i tell you, uh, it, it's going to be very, very hard trying to sort a lot of it out. But in answer to your question, Rick, I feel drained this season. And, uh, yeah, the Everton game, I got back... Uh, Gone 5 a.m., went to work that day. Um, You know, a lot of people probably think that I do YouTube full-time. I don't. I have a full-time job. Um, I went to work that day. I was absolutely drained for that whole day and, and that week. But I love my club. I support my club. But at the end of the day, we all have different opinions. Some of us have very different opinions, but we all want the same thing. We all want the club to be successful. We all want the club to move back in the right direction. But I tell you what, if Spurs play Europa Conference League football or no European football at all next season, um, it will be pretty toxic, I feel. Um, Europa Conference, uh, sorry, Europa League, I think is probably our level for next season. Um, but whoever comes in, they have got a huge, huge job. I know um, many reports in the last couple of days have stated Vincent Company. Maurizio Pochettino, you've got Nagelsman. You know, there are so many names being thrown in um, in the mix at the moment about who will be next Spurs job, but whoever takes over, it is going to be huge. Um, but I think the club just need to get the next decision absolutely right. And I feel like I've said that many mm-hmm. times before as well. Go on, go on. So sorry,
0: sorry, I, I just have one follow up question. Sorry, I know I'm taking over. I apologize. But I've been off for one week. I've got a lot to say. Sorry. <laughs> do, do, do you think that if we don't get Champions League, Kane's off?
3: Do you know, I said this to um, Paul, who, who is a friend of mine who I sat next to today. And I said, like, if you were Harry Kane's dad or his brother or a family member, what would you be saying to Harry Kane? And I think if it was that close, if it was your family member, you would be telling him to leave. Um I wouldn't blame Harry Kane at all for leaving because he wants, you know, he's going to go down as the all-time England goal scorer, all-time Tottenham goal scorer. He now wants that Premier League record. He can do that at any other Premier League club. The most likely destinations, if he was to leave, would probably be Manchester United. Liverpool may put an offer in, or Newcastle. I think that I I don't think I don't see any other clubs coming in for him apart from those three clubs. Um, He wants to win a trophy, surely. You know, you would not want to be ending your career someone like Harry Kane, who is a world-class striker. He'd want to be winning something, and he'd probably have more of an opportunity of winning a trophy, and it really pains me to say that,
5: than Tottenham. Wouldn't it be it's so Tottenham, thing. though, for, to sell him, and then Spurs go and win a cup the
2: next
5: year? <laughs> <laughs> it would happen. You know it would happen. You know it would
0: happen.
3: Uh, yeah. Um... Craig, let's stay with you. Let's go um, straight into the game. 14th minute. Lengley uh, with a great ball forward uh, through to Perisic. Perisic cut back to Hunmin Son, made it 1-0. At that point, we looked like we were cruising, but a, a very, very well-worked goal.
5: Yeah, it was. I can't believe we're an hour in and we're only up to the 14th minute. That's a bad year, <laughs> really. um No, it was. At that point in the game, I thought we looked really good, actually. Um it was uh, yeah, beautiful ball over the top from 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 Longley, Perisic square, Sonny, great great left foot finish. Um, he'd hit the post. He, did he hit the post slightly before that, or am I thinking of something else? No, he had not idea. I'm thinking about another. Oh, that was Ollie Watkins for Villa, who were brilliant today, by the way. Um, yeah, great finish from Sonny. Um, should have capitalised though and gone on to score more goals in that first half because we were dominant. Um, but. Typical Tottenham, we can't do it, can we? Um, a lot, yeah, like I say at that point, it, was, it, it looked like everything was going well and probably to plan. But again, we kind of set back, we moved back 10, 15 yards. And when Bournemouth are coming onto you, that's what worries me. Somebody like Bournemouth, who, you know, they're Bournemouth with respect. If that had been against somebody like Liverpool or a City or a Manchester United, we'd have got our arses handed to us again today. And that's why I really fear for us in these games. And um, just coming back to Ryan Mason, um, just for one minute, I think he did do well those last few games. But what I did think the mistake he made in that final was not start Gareth Bale. But that's just me. So I think he called that one wrong. But he'd only been in the job five minutes. I'm not quite sure why he wouldn't play Bale in the final. But there you go. Let's talk about Gareth Bale, but look, it's um, sour taste today, just not good enough again overall, Chris, and I know we're going to cover the rest of the game, but you've got to look at the game as a whole. And again, what I would have to say is, have I been entertained for 90 minutes? And the answer is no, and I'll probably, that goes back a couple of years, to be honest.
3: Jake, what did you make of Hudmin Son's performance today? Because, of course, you got Tottenham's first goal. Um, in the 21st mm-hmm. minute, Son had another chance, um, hit it a goal, Neto saved. Uh, but what have you made of him this season in, in the last couple of weeks?
4: In the last couple of weeks, of, you know, you, you can see he's really trying. You, we all know he's, he's always trying. And today, great work for the goal and then I know there was a little bit before when he did have that shot he could have squared it to Kane and I know Kane was showed a little bit of annoyance but I think there's such love there that they never properly sort of go at each other they sort of have probably done it enough times so even out then he played a nice ball through to Kane afterwards and Kane just a bit of a stretch otherwise he could have put it away and then I felt like towards the end of the game about 75th minute I felt like Sun seemed to be really trying he just couldn't quite sync with the others I don't know what it was it was just something was not quite right but he was really trying. I feel like he is probably a bit like you, looking forward to this season being over. He can sort of go go again. Um, I just feel like, personally, from watching, it can't be a coincidence that both Sun and Kulisevsky have both struggled this season. It's clearly something being asked of them. Or, or their positioning, it's just a, its just not the same as... And I know Conte, when he came in last season, he couldn't have made too many changes too soon, so he continued to let them play the way they were playing. I just think the fact that the two of them have both struggled the way they have I, is, not, is not a coincidence. And I feel like... Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to go anyway, but the Perisic-Son thing today worked, but for the majority of the season... It just has, hasn't worked at all. And I don't know if it's Perisic being too far up and sun has been asked to come back a little bit more, that they just clash. And I think Kula and Son have both had to come back a lot more than they're used to. And they're just you, losing that yard. And they've got the pace to do it, but they're just a bit too far back. And I know there was a time even when Danjuma played uh, one of his handful of minutes this, se- this season. And he, he went to make a run and he stopped and sort of, Turned to Conte. I think Conte had shouted at him, almost like telling him to not make the run forward, which is obviously his job. And I feel like that's why the two of them will just benefit from when this next manager comes back. I've got no, I know Kuliszewski's been poor as well. No, son's been poor. I, I feel like uh, the two of them will both fly with a new manager. And that's the other exciting thing about a new manager coming in. Sorry, just to go back to you, I know it's not what you asked. Look at the squad that we have. These players that we have, even the ones we've now sent out on loan. Sorry, mm. <laughs> I
1: really mean I'm it. With I'm, <laughs> with
4: you, I'm with you. Really with I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just look at that squad. Like the players, exciting players, Brian Hill out there, all these players that could come and play together with an exciting manager. I think it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be good. And I just feel like Sun's season. I don't. I think it's partially his fault. I know. Um, He's struggled, he's always wanted to stand up and it, but I think it's partly to do with what him and Kulaski are being told to do.
5: I think we missed Coor a lot as well. I know we were crap before oh, that, but yeah. I think Coor's a massive miss and so I agree. You know, take take the reins off some of these players, and I think you will see us fly to a degree. I think there's a fair bit of work that still needs to be done and a few players that yeah. need to be replaced. But there is the there you know, imagine if Ndombele actually did what we all know he could do. I mean, he could be yeah. running running that team, but that's another, that's for another day. <laughs>
3: Ricky, let's come to you. Hugo Lloris made a great save uh, from a shot in the 29th minute, and then six minutes late, later, uh, Davinson Sanchez came on, Lengley went off, uh, injured, and then three minutes later, Bournemouth equalised through Vina. Um What did you make of that goal, that equaliser, to make it 1-1?
0: Bambi on ice, mate. Bambi on ice was back on the field. And it's unfortunate for Sanchez because, you know, when we first signed him and that first season with him, with Jan and uh, and Toby, you know, with the rotation that was going on there, he was dynamite. You know, I remember Pochettino saying again that this this defender could be, like, one of the best in the world in the future, you know. And it's just gone so downhill for him. He keeps doing this ghost touch. And you, you could find compilations of it of him going to touch the ball and missing the ball. And we're not talking about a big control. We're not talking about a forceful pass where he's got to control it, uh, you know, and, and he's it, it's, it's a simple passes where he goes to touch the ball, doesn't touch the ball and it goes, it bounces somewhere else. And then suddenly we're in panic and it happened again, Chris, it happened again, where it came to him. He's come on, they've given him the right center back slot. We've taken our best defender out of that slot to accommodate him because we know he's even worse on the left. He's come in, done that, and then passed the ball into Poro, who was surrounded by three other players that were ready to close him down in a millisecond, which then put pressure on us, and then they've gone and scored the goal. You know, um, look, again, like, like, to reiterate what, what, what Craig said there, I, I don't really want any of us to boo our, to boo our own players. But I think what they done by booing was send a massive um, message to not only the manager, Stellini, but the board and the club mm. and, and him that, that we've had enough now. Like, we've had enough. We've had enough of Darriston Sanchez. And the thing is, the joke of the matter is is that he will probably whatever club he goes to I guarantee you in the first season he will win a bloody world trophy <laughs> and he will probably score the winner because he's got that ability but at Tottenham and with the cockerel on his chest mate he just can't do it no more and this is what I'm saying like like that 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 today those how long was he on for in- including the second half what 20 minutes in total maybe at a guess that's mm. his last 20 minutes, mate. That's his last 20 minutes. For me, for me, the decision should have been made. That, and 20 I know minutes. this minutes. Oh, there you go, right? I, and I know this might sound controversial, but I would have put Tanganga on at left centre-back. Now, when Tanganga made his name, it was a left centre-back against Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? And this is in a back three. He's a younger guy. He's hungrier. He's got more to prove. It, it, there's a little bit more faith behind him when it comes down to the fans because he's one of our own and he's a younger kid that's coming through. It's another one that hasn't had minutes. It's another one that hasn't had any time to get into a rhythm. And we can give that excuse to Sanchez as well. He hasn't had any time to get into a rhythm. But at the same time, I think we would have we would have given Tanganga a lot more leeway and a lot more faith to kind of go, all right, Sunshine, go on. Because t- today was the last nail in the coffin for Sanchez, I believe, and and from a fan's perspective, but also from his perspective, I think with him coming off the field and, and being booed like that, and I didn't know he was crying, Craig. I thought mm. he was sweating, and I've just saw him disappointed. I didn't know he wasn't crying. working hard he was enough
5: sweating. to sweat. He, he, he wasn't well, sweating, mate. No. <laughs> well,
0: well, There we go. So, if he was crying, to me, that seals the deal. That seals the deal. That's the the last game that he's going to want to play for Tottenham. And with the remaining games, I don't think he should be able to play for Tottenham again because I don't think he's going to be in the right mental state to play for Tottenham. He might be fit. He might be able. But he's not going to be mentally fit to go into those games and kind of do the job that we're going to ask him to do. Especially, we don't know what's happening with Longley right now and how long he's out for, if it's just a knock, if it's just some ice on the ankle. It, will he be back next game? We don't know right now. But, but you know... You're right, though, Rick. He, he, he ain't good enough. He, he's he's long not. L- not Longley long, long ain't,
5: long ain't good
0: no, enough. Longley no, Longley's no, not good enough. And and do you know what? I would like to ask you your guy's opinion... Who would you prefer at left centre back? Davies or Longley? Ben
5: they've been Davies all day. All
0: ben day. Davies. Davies, Davies, Davies. Right. So if Davies is a better left centre back, why are we spent why are we even considering spending 14 million on a left centre back? Go and get Indika on a free and, and let him work with, with Davies. I'd prefer Davies as a as a as a left centre back stroke squad player for the future. Because he's shown, he's shown so much. He leaves everything on the field every time he comes on. And yes, he will make a mistake. And yes, some things won't go his way. But my goodness, Davies is always throwing, <laughs> leaving his last legs on that field. He puts everything out there all the time. Do you know what I mean? And, and we're seeing how much we're missing him being in the squad, him being mm. injured right now. So if he's not be- if Longley's not better than Davies, what's, what's, what's the point? What's the point in spending any money? What's the point? Go and spend it, it on Indica, who you can get on a free.
3: The interesting thing, though, Rick, is is how many reports come out stating that Tottenham are just about to get deals done when we don't even have an, a, a permanent manager in place. But
0: so that's what that's I'm fair. saying, mate. It's a club signing. They're yeah. all club signings now. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Craig, let's come to you. In, the, um, in stoppage time, um, at the end of the first half, um, Sanchez blocked a shot. I think that's probably the best thing he'd done in the game. And then at half time, um, a few boos around the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Shortly after that, Solanke put Bournemouth 2 1 up. What did you make of that goal? Yeah,
5: a few comedy of errors again. Uh, absolute comedy of errors. Um, um, bad defending. Um, again, you should be. In, you, you, Obviously, Bournemouth, any, any team you play in the Premiership are going to carry a threat, but you, you know, we it seemed like we all switched off again yeah. and and it's just not good enough, is it? It's, it's like, they look solid at times, our defence, and then other times, it's it's like they've never played together. That's what I don't get. You know, in that first half, Dyer was stepping into the midfield, winning the ball high, and I thought that, you know, that looks quite good, and then then we just drop back and back and back, and it, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised, to be honest. That I mean, Bournemouth didn't have that many chances, from what I remember. But it seems no, they it they they just capital. Wait, is it just me and you here, Rick, what? It's just me and you now. Chris. <laughs> um,
2: but, but you it, know,
5: but, but, but it's crazy, but wasn't isn't
0: it? it? But wasn't it Sanchez that knocked it into the path of Solanke? Yeah, it was.
5: Only, I mean, was to, it, to, to yeah, it was. He, on, he to be to be fair, it was, he, he got a toe in, him but uh, and he and it just. Deflect? He didn't even deflect. He, he like passed it to him in the end, and you know it was he was sloppy, but he got done initially. He didn't get the tackle initially. in, and, the, and, it, and he went round him, whoever it was. So, yeah. so it was it was poor defending. It was it was ter- terrible, defending. But, but again, you know, like come back, you said about Tanganga. Um, I wouldn't have been disappointed to see Tanganga get the nod ahead of Sanchez because I just think he is a better player. Um, and he I don't did. really rate Tanganga. I think he's he's a decent enough squad player, but um, you know I'd have rather seen him on the pitch than than, than Sanchez. Um, it's just so sad. But what what actually uh, going back to? I think it was you, you were saying you know, it, he's outside is, now. He's been kicked been out. He's been, it been kicked yeah. out. <laughs> it it did prove we can play a back four because we look better with a back four. You know, with yeah. with Poro. So so you know. That's blown that out of the water, hasn't it? You know, that you can have a create. there is room for a Madison type player in the middle there for, for for playing playing an extra man in midfield and, and four across the back because Porro still got forward. Um uh, oh, Perisic still got forward. So yeah, um, anyway, we we only just into the second half, Chris, aren't we? How much we got how much more of the game we got to go?
0: I've got to say that, do you know what, on Tanganga, I I think we're doing a bit of a Carl Walker-Peters with him, where I felt that with Carl Walker-Peters, he needed a a season-long loan, just to get some rhythm, just to get his own game, and to show not only the club, but himself, what type of player he is, do you know what I mean, and I think we're missing out with Tanganga, where we've kept him at the club, just in case, just in case, where he needs a loan at least at the very least just to get that rhythm and to and to show the club the same way it happened with Carl Walker when he went to Aston Villa we we would have done the same with Carl Walker if it wasn't for that Aston Villa loan where we saw him week in week out develop progress score goals make assists and then we're like oh we want Carl Walker in our side Carl Walker Peters came in and you know he never got any rhythm at all and this is the this is same thing happened where we just kept him just in case, just in case, just in case. And then the games that he came in, he flopped or he didn't do as well. And I think the same thing's happening with Tanganga right now. He needs a loan out for a season at the very least uh, to, for, for us all to see what he can do and for himself. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, when we were 2-1 down, Pochettino's name was being sung around the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Of course, Davinson Sanchez then went off and Dan Juma come on. Jake, the right decision for you for Dan Juma to come on? Because, of course, a lot of fans have been crying out for him to get game time in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt this season.
4: Yeah, I'd say it was the right time, uh, the right decision for the long time. It's just, I don't know why he's had to wait so long. I don't know what he's had to do. I... But he, he, it's, it's great. It's the only positive from today that he came on and he showed them that they're wrong. That they've been wrong. And I don't know. What it, I don't, it's like, I can't fathom what we all know from social media. He's been training hard. He's been working hard. He comes on. He's got pace. He's strong. He works well with the other players. He seems to know exactly what's expected of him. I don't know this. My only theory has been that there's a, obviously we've got him on loan there's an obligation to buy if he plays so many games that levy said only use him if you have to because i can't understand otherwise why on earth they wouldn't be playing this he's i I think he's got exactly what we need and especially with kulisevsky not Mm. performing the way any of us including kulisevsky want him to perform we've got we know just how footballers work it's always the same if you get another player come in to test you for your position it puts a, a, a rocket up your bum and it makes you perform. We've I mean, the perfect example of this is it even made uh, Emerson Royale good. So it's it's what can happen. You bring in someone else and it makes you fight for your place. And cool essentially could we could have had that. We could have had two fantastic options down the right, but instead we've just not been using him. And the one positive from today, and there's not many positives uh, that we get at the minute at Tottenham, but is that Danjima proved them wrong for not playing him and I thought he looked brilliant
3: Yeah it's interesting how you say that Jake because I think that um, Emerson Royale would have probably put in a better performance than Pedro Poro today (laughs) True Um, Ricky let's come to you in the 61st minute um, Tottenham Hotspur had a corner flicked on Perisic blasted over the bar I've got to admit, me personally, I expected so much more from Perisic this season. I know he's provided a number of assists, but scoring goals, I think the only goal he's scored so far this season is Southampton away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I I, I would have expected a lot more goals from from Perisic. But you know what? Uh, He did get in. I mean, especially that first half, he was putting in cross after cross. And he was selling those defenders with his dummies, left, right and centre. Every time that he kind of done a step over and then cut back in, the Bournemouth defenders were going the totally opposite way. So, I think we were, we were building on that, but then suddenly we're 2-1 down. Suddenly we're 2-1 down. We bring on Davison Sanchez and suddenly we're 2-1 down and then suddenly we're on the back foot again. So, then the whole game changes, you know. Um, I, I, I do think that Perisic had a better game today but again like i uh, uh, yes i i do believe that he should have scored that that at least or at least got it on target at the very least because of the quality of the player the experience of the player and the fact that he's been in those games where we y- you need to get a goal to get over the line whether that's at inter milan or whether that's for the the national team do you know what i mean so yeah but um it is what it is he's he's here for a season he's here for the next what is it nine games left Eight games left wherever we're at right now. And then he'll be back with Conte wherever he ends up. So that's what we got. And he's the only left footer right now. You know, if Longley's out, we ain't got no Longley, we ain't got no Davies. So the only left footer we've got right now um, that technically plays in defence is Perisic, even though he's not a defender. We can't do nothing
3: Craig, in the 77th minute Oliver Skip came off And Richarlison came on Uh, Richarlison is still without A Premier League goal for Tottenham What did you make of his performance?
5: He was all right. I mean he was a bit unlucky That um, I think it was Son Was ruled offside for his goal That wasn't um, Run around a bit Give give you what you expect But I I, I would hope that he gets a few more minutes In the next few weeks because I think we just need to change it up a little bit. I don't know who you drop, perhaps um, Kulusevsky, and put him out on the right, because I don't think Dan Juma's going to get a start unless they change formation and they can somehow put all four of them on the pitch. But um, <clears throat> it's difficult to um, to judge his performance on, on that short amount of time, to be honest with you. But he did make a bit of a nuisance of himself, and I thought he was very unlucky to get the goal chalked off. typical. Mm. But I think if that had stood, we, we may yeah. well have gone on to win the game. But um, it's all lift-butts and maybes, isn't it? But, he, um, yeah, at least it's good to see him back on the pitch anyway. I think we, it's good to have another option.
3: Great. What did you make of Dan Juma's goal for, for Tottenham, uh, Tottenham's equaliser 2-2? Yeah, it's a
5: great strike. Great strike. Um, I did worry for a second that Kane was going to be called offside. I mean, you wouldn't have seen it, but they did go over it. and. I've seen them given, actually, as offside, because mm. you could argue that came was slightly in the goalie's vision. I was quite surprised it was given, actually. I thought when you see it from the angle behind, um, you could see that they would have looked at that for a little while. But uh, thankfully, the goal was given, um, although it didn't really mean anything in the end, which was a shame. But, um, yeah, it was a great strike, and I'm glad I'm glad he got his goal. So, um, I mean, he's got more goals in the Premier League than Richarlison, which is bizarre, isn't it, really? But um, it's what it is. <laughs> what a club. What a club. I've, <laughs> what kind a of club. Run out, I've kind of run out of things to say. I mean, I've, it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's like we, we, we tend to come on here and we say the same things, it seems like, week after week after week, and, and nothing changes. That's the mental thing about it, you know. Definition of Madness is doing the same thing over and over again. And expecting a different result, as we've said many times, and you know, we just seem to do it week after week. And I wonder what Daniel leave because I did hear the Levy out chance before the Pochettino ones. I wonder what he would have thought of that. And you know, he must have heard the Pochettino chance and he must have heard his own Levy out chance. I mean, perhaps he's got such thick skin that you don't give a toss. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Jake Lastly, um, of course Bournemouth won
3: the game, their third goal. Talk us through it.
4: I can't because my stream went down and I didn't bother to try and find another one. I, the stream went down. I put on Talksport 2 thinking, quit over here," and then they just sort of go. All I heard was, "And they're way end have gone crazy." And I went, "Off, off, forget it." <laughs> so, sorry to say, but I'm <laughs> to say, I haven't seen it and I never will. <laughs> Ricky, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk us through Bournemouth's winning
0: goal? I, I think it's best. I think it's best we leave it to Craig. Actually, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a right I'm going to
5: lean on this side. Go on, Craig. Go on, Sunshine. Uh, well, they, they, I wouldn't say they hit us on the break, but we had a lot of players up the pitch. It was bad defending again, and he, slot, he slotted it round. Larice. Um, it was a good finish, to be fair to him. And the away end did go mad, and the Tottenham fans started to leave the stadium. I think a lot had left actually before Dan Juma's equaliser. To be honest. But, um, yeah, six minutes of injury time after that. And we just, um, I I can't remember whether Richarlison's header was after they'd scored. To be honest, it's a bit of a blur. So, um, but, you know, uh, could you say they deserved the win? Probably not. But I don't begrudge them it, to be honest, because we don't deserve, we didn't deserve to win that game either. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say on that as far as Gumber today.
3: Final two questions for you all. Um, where do you think Spurs will finish in the Premier League at the end of the season? And who will be the Spurs manager at the start of next season? Jake, let's start with you.
4: Okay. Um, I think we will, and I'm not nice, I think we'll finish sixth. Um, I think with the, with, the, with the way we've performed against the teams we've had, I mean, Bournemouth at home, if you can't win that, then you got United. We're always, we're, we know what we do against United, especially at ours for some reason. We seem to be worse at home against them. Away at Newcastle, even despite their result today. Liverpool, we always... Liverpool are our banana skin anyway. We can never seem to do anything against them. Not since Ran, Ran, I think Ranyama's brilliant goal against yeah. them in 2017-18 season. I think it's the last time I remember us sort of getting anything... I might be wrong, but I think it's the last time I remember us getting anything against them. But mm-hmm. I think sixth and... I think, because I wanted to put it out there, I think, well, maybe it's what I want, but I think I'll go Pochettino, sixth Pochettino. What are you thinking, Rick?
0: <laughs> um, you know, I, I can't disagree with Jake, but I'm, I'm, everything that he said there, I mean, with the form and with, with the way that it's going, it, it looks like it's more, it's more likely going to be sixth. But I'm going to say fifth. I'm going to say fifth just because, just because and um it, if they want to really fix this club then next season they've got to go for pochettino company is not the one nor is rogers unfortunately company is not the one company if you think about company i i would like everybody to think about steven gerrard and uh, frankie lampard when they went from a kind of championship club or the scottish side and they've gone into the premiership it just didn't work. Do you know what I mean? And company would use us as a stepping stone to get to Man City. So I, 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 I'm, I'm not with that. I think we need a lot more than just company to come in for a season and then sack him and then ruin his reputation and his future going forward. Do you know what I mean? So we need, we need Pochettino at a club and, and if they want to fix this club, then that's what, that's what I think that needs to happen for next season. He needs to come in ASAP, but fifth, And Pochettino for me.
5: Greg, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to give you two answers, what I wish for and what I think will happen. Um, Obviously, I hope fourth and Pochettino, but I think it will be fifth and God forbid Brendan Rodgers or company, company's kind of lesser of those two evils. I think if Rodgers comes in, it will be a bit toxic, to be honest with you. I don't think the fans are giving much time um, company, I think I just think the job's a bit of a step up for him, not saying he couldn't handle the players or anything like that, he seems quite a quite a robust guy, but I just think with the fan base and everything, it is a hell of a step up from Burnley to Tottenham. If I was company, I'd stay at Burnley for a season in the Premier League and then see what my options are. I don't think yeah. Rodgers is the answer, I think we'd be almost back to square one. I don't think that's going to inspire people like Harry Kane either. But um, And for me, and that's what I'll sign off with, whether people agree with me or not, there is but one man for the job that can galvanise the whole club, and that is Mauricio Pochettino. And that is who I believe we should get down on one knee and propose to and beg and get him back, because it sounds like he would come back. And I don't care if people don't agree with me. That's what I want. (laughs) That's what I want. And I genuinely think he is the only person on the planet that can sort this absolute mess out and would want to sort the mess out absolutely
4: yeah
3: completely I wouldn't, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Brendan Rogers is the next Spurs manager Christ it's not what I want but I wouldn't be at all surprised um, <laughs> um, and I think sadly we finished finish fifth in a Europa League spot um, Craig Jake and Ricky thanks so much for joining me this evening especially thanks, after mate. a defeat it's never easy talking about a defeat particularly in that fashion. Um, Jake, tell us all about your podcast and tell us all about the tour that you're about to go on.
4: So, yeah, the podcast is Make It Better. It's uplifting. (laughs) 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 If you need a bit of balance in your life, I can't recommend it enough. (laughs) Um, My tour, I I recommend looking at the tour. um, The tour dates will be out soon. I'm doing Soho Theatre in London. They're sold out, but I'm adding another date. I would say... When the date comes out just make sure it's not a date that tottenham are playing on and i'll definitely be on my best if it's a day that tottenham are playing the gig can go either way not promising anything also if it's, if you're coming on a day when rogers is announced the, the gig's off <laughs> jake a pleasure having you back thanks so much and thanks, uh, mate. Ricky, it's a pleasure thank
3: you ricky um tell everyone where they uh, where they can find you what you're up to at the moment
0: They all know where they can find me. They can find me on Twitter at at Ricky J. Norwood there or on Instagram at official Ricky Norwood. Um, I've just done a fantastic audition. It went really well. I don't normally talk to about auditions on here because I don't like to jinx anything. But if it goes the way that I hope it goes, I will let you know what's happening really, really soon. Um, So, yeah, fingers crossed for that. Jake, bro, you've got to hook us up with some VIP tickets, mate. Do you know what I mean? So we come down and support the show at some point Chris travels the bloody world country to go to and watch Tottenham. He needs a giggle in his <laughs> life. Do you know what I mean? So let us know. All right, get us in the VIP circle and we'll make it happen. We'll come down and support the show, but you guys know where Damn. you can find me. I'll either be on here or talk in Tottenham somewhere and um, I'll, I'll be somewhere when, when I announce it. But um, yeah, all good, my friend, all good. Uh, Chris, my friend, it's always an honour and a pleasure, regardless of the result. I'm sorry I ranted today, but I had to get it all out. <laughs> so, love, peace and hair, Greece, and get home safe, Chrissy.
3: Thank you, Ricky. And pleasure having you back, Craig. Tell everyone where they, where they can find
5: you. Thanks, mate. Yeah, if you really want to follow me, it's at DM9 on Twitter. A um, uh, little bit of good news. Chelsea lost today. So, you know, again, so Fat Frank lost. So, that's great. Um... I was having a fairly good weekend up until today. Um, being a bit of a Trekkie, I know that do not interest everybody, but if you if you're at least be interested, go and watch Picard on um, on Prime. That will cheer you up because if you are a, a next generation fan, last night's episode was nostalgia superb. So I was I was very happy because I was so pleased watching that episode seeing actors from my my I wouldn't say youth because I was probably in my. Late, early 20s watching it, but it was just fantastic. But Spurs come along and ruin what was a pretty good weekend up to that point, but you're kind of used to it. and yeah. But Thanks for having me on, Chris, and um, I think I'm back on in a couple of weeks, um, so let's hope for a winner. Well, Craig, Jake
3: and Ricky, thanks so much for your time this evening and hopefully Spurs can get back to winning ways soon, but we do have Newcastle, Manchester United and Liverpool <laughs> next, so Who knows what we'll be talking about next Sunday. Uh, Hopefully see you there. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, come on, you Spurs.
1: Come on.